What's shaking cats and kittens? Rob Lee here for this month's presenting sponsor, Night Owl Gallery. Night Owl Gallery is an intimate, artist-run exhibition space showcasing the original paintings and fine art prints of Beth Ann Wilson. Also, it features curated goods from local artists and craftsmen. You'll be sure to find one-of-a-kind gifts, handcrafted jewelry, home decor items, along with a few vintage treasures. Located in the rear of 248 South Conklin Street in Highland Town, across from Sally O's, Night Owl Gallery is a unique space that brings together Wilson's love of the arts, community, and culture. Additionally, Night Owl Gallery hosts an array of arts and crafts workshops throughout the year and participates in community events, many of which are free and open to the public. So in this ever-changing world, safety is their priority. So feel free to join them and hit them up online at www.nightowl.gallery. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. What's shaking, cats and kittens? I'm Rob Lee from Getting to the Truth in this Art. And this podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bazaar. Bazaar is a gift shop for those seeking the strange and unusual. Got morbid curiosity? Got an interest in natural history? Bazaar's got you covered. Bazaar specializes in antique medical equipment, jewelry, prints, funerary antiques, and many other morbid gifts. The inventory is ever-changing. I'm wearing a great death's head moth pin, and I'm enjoying this hand-poured candle called Overgrown Cemetery. It's great. It has the studio smelling awesome. Head on over to 3534 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore, send that ham the neighborhood, and see what they got to offer at Bazaar. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is a self-proclaimed beer and coffee nerd, food enthusiast, and Baltimore advocate. Please welcome Andrew Constantino. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, super stoked to be here. I Started listening to your podcast a few months ago, kind of binged them, and I've really loved them. So I'm really excited about this. Well, th- thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, it's 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 big to hear back from people. I've gotten a few people who are like, oh, I'm fans. I'm a fan of what you do. And I was like, appreciate you. I'm definitely a fan. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great to hear. Um, and I came across you from like checking out your your IG. And I was like, hold on. Because you, you start looking at, I try to be a person that's dipped into what's happening when it comes to what's happening around the city, but definitely what's happening in different restaurants. And I was like, some interesting like food posts here. It's like this, this guy's getting out and about. So give me that, that, that rundown of like why you used your, your Instagram, your social media in that kind of manner. And how's that response been? So I started, it, it started from really a place of love for me. I, I love the city so much. Um, I really, I don't know what it is about Baltimore, but there's something about it that I really identify with. Um, Kind of a a city that I think has a lot to offer, but still really has a chip on its shoulder. And I I know that you've talked about this a lot in your podcast, but gets an unfortunate amount of negativity. And I really wanted to, I I guess kind of a lot of what I started doing, which is I, I really like the city a lot. And I would always talk to people about recommendations, things to do, stuff like that. And I noticed that people started asking me, hey, what restaurant should I go to? What neighborhood should I go to? Stuff like that. And around the same time, I was kind of taking pictures of food and casually, they were really bad pictures. So if you go really far back, I didn't delete them just so I can make fun of myself sometimes and look at them. (laughs) And I realized people liked them. I started taking beer pictures and I was out with some friends and somebody approached me and was like, oh, you're that guy. And I was like, how does somebody know me? Like, I don't even have a 
public account. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll make it public and start doing it. And then I started taking pictures more and more. And I realized this is kind of a little selfish. I realized people engage more with the food pictures than other stuff and like the beer pictures. And I just enjoyed it. Um, I've always enjoyed photography. When I was in high school, I was in like a photography club and we'll go in the dark room and do all that stuff. So I've always liked photography and I've always really loved the city. And I think those two kind of melded into this. So I think it was kind of my way of being able to take pictures. I love editing the pictures and it's just, it's, it's a fun thing I like doing. It's kind of yeah. a hobby. And also at the same time, I'm able to promote a lot of businesses and stuff that I genuinely get excited about. I've been told that I'm overly excitable at times. <laughs> so I, you know, for better or worse, I use a lot of exclamation marks. They're not disingenuine. I just am genuinely, genuinely, uh, generally excitable. So no, I, I dig it. And it, that comes through in the uh, the messages that you and I definitely have exchanged. Thanks. And it's just like, huh, here's some positive energy. Here's something to get you up for the day. Because uh, sometimes you're like, ah, is anyone listening? Does anyone care? How did the episode do? And it's like, yeah, yeah hell yeah, dude, stoked. Let's get it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I you know, I, I mean, as far as that's concerned, yeah, I think that, that positivity goes a long way. I mean, not not to the point where that's all you are is positive. Um, but, you know, I think that it's important to be you know, positive about places and promote them. And particularly when it comes to local businesses, because I think that that really is the lifeblood of a city. And when I go to cities, like my favorite thing to do is go to restaurants and go to cafes and, you know, see things. And that's part of the culture of a city. And I think that promoting that's important. So with it, would you say your, your amount of time spent using like social media in this manner um, has gone up during that the the pandemic. It, was it something that you were kind of working on before things got weird and funky? Um, I, I don't know if it's really changed. I, I guess the venues have changed because it went from like being at restaurants and then you slowly see it's all carry out. And then like I go like outdoor dining and then the winter comes and it's back carry out. Um, yeah. But I haven't noticed anything any different as far as like usually, you know, like I, I as much as I post throughout the week, it's all a lie. Um, I really only go out on weekends to dinner and I just, you know, usually weekends we'll get three, four meals out or something. So that really hasn't changed much. Um, so no, I, I haven't seen an impact with the pandemic at all. Um, the only thing I will say is I, I am, I do notice a bit of a difference in the way I approach restaurants. I think that it's, it's just a tough time for them. And I really empathize with them quite a bit. And just trying to be nice and treat them like humans and not just transactional, I think is important just because it's, yeah, it's a tough year. I think that's the thing that's gotten lost. Like, and I, I think that's one of the byproducts of even within the initial conversation for this podcast of not necessarily look at quote unquote, the guest as this is what you do. That's a component of it. Like this is the art that you're putting out. There's the food you're putting out of your business and so on. But these are people, you know, and being able to, have that the same empathy have that same understanding that they have some of the same they have crappy days just like you can things can get messed up just like and i i think also during this this last year and change or closer to two years now uh that some businesses they've had their 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 real dealings kind of kind of pop up 
what they what they may really be about or another layer to what they're about pop up sometimes in a positive way where you see people doing work within um the community really good work Absolutely. within the community and then you've seen other ones who they may need to make some changes or they may not be around once we come back out so and, and fully back out because i feel like uh as my dad would say we got a hot month outside <laughs> with no mask and now things are re-shutting down or what have you um what traits do you look for within a business outside of like, you know, you're literally endorsing a business. Like this is something that I rock with. This is a restaurant that I rock with. What traits do you look for within that, that patronage? So I pretty exclusively focus on local businesses. I, sure. you won't see me do anything that's even, I mean, I feel like even the places have like four or five locations. I'm like, eh, is that quite local enough? Right. Um, so I think that's really important to me. I try and do as much behind the scenes research before I go to places. I'll, I'll get into this a little more later, but I really want some, I really try and promote places that have similar views to me and places that I can really get behind. And I, I feel like where your money goes is very important and where you, you know, so to go to a place just because it has good food or it has Instagramable pictures, like that's not for me. I'd rather go to a place where I really can feel like I'm supporting somebody who's actually like a good person. And, yeah. you know, and I think that's really important to me. Um, I, just as a side note, something I really love that really excites me, like the most excited I get is when I see collaborations between places. Yeah. And recently, um, Monument City, Black Sauce, which if you guys haven't had Black Sauce, you need Black Sauce. <laughs> and um, Off the Rocks, which is my absolute favorite liquor store in the city. Gerald, their owner, is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, like they're doing a collaboration to make a beer and that kind of stuff got me really excited. So yeah. that's another kind of aspect of things I look at quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think it's um, community, community oriented where yeah. um, I've been to each one of these places. I'm a big fan of the biscuits. I eat way too many. And that's why I have to go to the gym every morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like black sauce is fire and, um, you know, off the rocks. Great. Monument. Great. And I, I think it's I, I, I call it ignorance. I call it ignorance in, in this sense that I may not know a person's business or how it's structured, but I would like to see something like this happen. And generally it's always a collaboration. Yeah. It's like this place has, um, they source these ingredients that you use. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you have a place, but maybe just partner on this thing and maybe both parties can eat. And I think in doing this podcast, I always like, Hey, you ever talk to these people? No, it's like, have a conversation just say hey i heard about you on this and see if you can bring those things together but when it goes when it works out and two parties come together or multiple parties come together it's just chef kiss it's just this is great this is what you want to see um because you know i'm a whore for my name on things and if i can see my name or someone's menu like this is like rob's uh, short rib sandwich do you have any signature menu items yet not yet okay all right I have, I, I will, I, okay, I'll give you some insight though. I have standard things. I always get the same thing for wherever I go, right? Okay. And my go-to coffee place is sophomore. The best, yeah. So, I, I, it's written down as a place to mention because Chris is awesome and sophomore yes, is great. Yeah. Absolutely. And my standing order, it's literally every Sunday and to the degree that they know it. I switched it up recently. 
everything started coming down, the wall started coming down. Uh, I was like, look, I need nice coffee, little cinnamon, simple syrup. Thanks. And literally that's what it is. It's a very simple order. And I'm like, I'm getting three of those, by the way. So I switched it up and I got that. Uh, it's one that's got like, um, it's a drink. It's a cold drink that has like some fizz in it. Um, like espresso and tonic. Yeah. Some, it's similar to that, but it's like a little bit of like maybe hibiscus or something in it. Okay. And I've added that recently and it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't get the normal. <laughs> so do you get the cold brew then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, their cold brew is very good. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I have I have stories with soft. I burnt my nose once there. We'll oh, coffee. Uh, yeah, I was doing a cupping with Chris, and he was getting me to run. Uh, yeah, you gotta and watch out. Yeah. He, he was he was he was uh, trolling me a little bit. He was like, "You really gotta get your nose in there and sniff it, Rob." And it was hot coffee that I sniffed because I wanted to learn what the flavors and the smells, how all those things kind of interact. And that sniff was a snort, and I was unhappy afterwards. Yeah, you're supposed to smell it, not absorb it. So, yeah. look, I need to get it in my veins as quickly as possible. So no judgment okay. here. Yeah, that works. <laughs> um, so what would you say? Because I, I guess like there is this weird community of kind of the influencer, the the foodie people and everyone. And, and it's not a shot on that, but it's like some people look at that as their identity. And I would imagine because they're putting it out there, you have people who have feedback whether it be positive or, or negative, or there are some good things about like writing or, or posting and taking pictures um, for different restaurants. What, what's your take on kind of that, that scene and kind of being a part of it, being part of it right now? Uh, I don't feel like much a part of that scene. Honestly, I don't okay. like hang out with foodies. Um, I mean, I follow a lot of people and they're like people I interact with, but it's not like I, I, feel like I, I still feel very independent and autonomous and I feel sure. no pressure to do anything, which is nice. Um, I don't really do anything for, i never do anything for money. I've done a few things where I've, people have given me free stuff, but there's never been an expectation there or anything. I mean, if somebody's going to offer me free food, cool. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want it to get to the point where it feels like a job to me. That's really yeah. important. And I think a lot of these people use it to monetize things mm -hmm. and promote themselves. And I really don't care that much about it. Um, I mean, I don't really, if I get, for example, I know that my beer pictures, because I look at what happens, I know my beer pictures get the least likes. They yeah. are by far the most effort and the most thought and the most time that goes into it. I took a picture recently of a Peabody beer and I went to Camden Yards three times to see where the light was better because you can kind of look at the sun and get, <laughs> but you don't know. And I, I think, you know, that stuff that gets me excited. So I wouldn't say that I'm by any means chasing likes because I know that there's certain things that people aren't gonna like, but whatever, they're fun pictures to take and they're the ones <laughs> I enjoy the most. Um, so I don't, I understand the negativity about what you're saying about people like being influences or foodies yeah. and stuff. Um, so I try to distance myself from that, but I don't think there's anything wrong or immoral about it. It's just not, I just don't want it to be something that I stress about. I want it to be something I enjoy and something I use as more of a promotional tool for Baltimore in general. Like nothing excites me more than when I am 
I don't know, talking to somebody and they're like, oh, you posted that picture. I went there. And it's like a good friend of mine. I'm like, why yeah. didn't you ask me this? Like, but they'll be like, oh, I went to, you know, wherever the other day. It was great. And I was like, oh, why didn't you like, you know, I'm happy that I inspired you, but it would have been cool to know ahead of time. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I really want to do. It's just get people trying places out and being more adventurous in everything in the city, just, you know, trying, going to different neighborhoods, going to different restaurants, trying different cuisines. Um, Cause I think there's so much out there and there's, there are just so many great options. And I think that allowing people to see those is hopefully good for the city to some degree. I, I agree with that. Um, I, and I like pretty much everything that you said there, I'm on the same page and I was kind of expecting that response. Cause I'm looking at it and I was just like, it's not a air of, there's a certain air of whackness with the with certain influencer types. And that's, you know, really not the vibe that I'm getting off of you. You're just like, look, I like this stuff and I'm going to post about it. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. It's and me. yeah, I'm not, you know, the people who have to go to dinner with me, AK and my wife get a little annoyed sometimes. And I'm like, wait, but the light is terrible. If I walk <laughs> over the next table, that's empty. So that's, that's, you know, that's, that's great. Yeah. So they get a little annoyed at other people sometimes, but you know, she gets sweet cookies and stuff. So it's all good. I mean, I have that same thing when I like I'm out and I've had people in my ear saying, oh, well, you know, you should be at this thing. I was like, oh, I was already going anyway. Like, it's this thing of like the guests that I have on. It's like, why do you seem like you're really interested in that? I was like, because I am. Yeah, it's not to your point. It's not not a job. When it doesn't feel like it's fun, it feels like it's work. I'm less interested in doing it. And that's not the direction I really want to go with anything that I'm, I'm involved in. I want to do something that is like, I'm not being paid by these people. I'm not getting anything out of it other than maybe putting some eyes and maybe some ears on the story around this place and the people that are working there. That's about it. Yeah. And I, and I've, I've seen your, I've seen your Orioles pictures. You, you've been, been doing some good, the lighting works. You, you've put some work in there. I see it. I see what you got going on. So, most unusual talent, because uh, obviously you've, you you have a regular like day job that that is uh, probably outside of what you're you're doing with this project. Um, so speak on some of your unusual talents if you you have any to come to mind. Because some people are just boring, and I don't know if you are. That's why I'm asking. I, I like to think I'm not that boring, but maybe I am. So uh, interests I have. So I'm really. I mean, this is more of an interest rather than unusual talent. So. Um, I'm really into music a lot. I actually used to have a radio show in college. So I always was, I always gravitated towards music. I am not musically inclined. If you were to ask me what talent I wished I had, I wish I was musically gifted, but I really love music. Um, so I guess that was kind of an odd talent. One very unusual thing I'm really into is sports uniforms. Okay. So there's a blog, Beauty Watch. It's like my favorite thing. I read it every day and I am often a contributor. So if you go on there and like search my name, you'll see that I'm always in the, they have a ticker, which is like a running, they pretty much have a entry every day. And then at the end have a, like a running list of news items. And I'm on there now. I'm checking I'll it out often now. Contribute to it. And people will be like, is that noteworthy? Like why? Like who cares? Like this guy's stirrups match his sannies and this is a big deal people are like what are you talking about like there are these words that you use so yeah i uh i like sports uniforms i mean i like sports in general um <laughs> but sports uniforms you really want to get me worked up mm-hmm. okay okay and then you know since since this is this is off the cuff now since yeah. you've you've gotten my attention you got my ears open 
uh more so than they were before um how far do you go back in your baseball love um baseball is interesting so i mean i remember i vaguely remember going to i think i remember that i remember going to memorial stadium more than anything okay um camden yards i mean i've always been going there i mean i was I remember going to the all-star game convention center thing in 93. So it was the second year. Um, I remember going to a Mariners Orioles game. That was Randy Johnson versus Mike Messina. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It goes back pretty far. We used to have partial season tickets. Um, and my family, so this is getting a little off track here. But yeah. Even though I didn't grow up in the city, I always had a lot of city ties. Uh, my grandmother lived on uh, by Patterson Park. So we used to visit her all the time. She lived there my whole life. So I was in the city a lot. Uh, my dad and I used to have season passes at the aquarium and the science center. And then we used to have partial season tickets to the Orioles back to that. So I feel like I was always in the city a lot, even though I didn't live in the city. I, I always felt very connected to it. And because my grandmother was here, I had an aunt who lived in Highland Town. So I always felt like I was in the city a lot. I dig it. Yeah. So the, the question that I have, mm -hmm. it relates to, because I used to work for the Orioles. Yes. Life. So this relates. Uh, Albert Bell, these are the Albert Bell years. Okay. Just for context. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, and it goes to your unis thing. Um, why don't they have the futuristic jerseys anymore? You did a great piece on this. So they have a podcast called Unify. It's with him and another guy um, who runs sportslogos.net, another really cool website if you really want to uh, nerd out. They just did one on the, the, um, the future uniforms, the 20, geez, what is it? 20, 2021 was one of them, and then I think another 2025. Yeah, those are ridiculous. They're very polarizing. <laughs> Um, some of them are great. Most of them are really bad, but yes. I mean, it's, it's fun. I, you know, it, it even gets into like the NBA cause they do like the city connect jerseys and all that stuff, or I'm sorry, yeah. they do the, I can't remember the name. Baseball is doing the city connect now where they have all the other special jerseys. Um, yeah. I don't love the one. I mean, they're okay. Once in a while. I just think it's tough when a team loses its identity. Like this yeah. year, like if you see like the Celtics wearing gray or the Red Sox wearing whatever, like UCLA colors, um, that's the only time it annoys me a little bit. Yeah. They're, I, like, they're weird. They're, they're interesting. I mean, and for baseball, you have 162 games, whatever, a game or two, who cares? Yeah. Draw out something for your theme nights and all of that stuff, because, you know, people are going to come out there for that. And, you know, and, and one of the things that I dug, I think that was done effectively was what the Brooklyn Nets did. Cause like in the last couple of years, they had iconography that's synonymous to, you know, that part of New York, like, what was it the year last year or the year before they had like the Coogee trim around the jerseys, yeah. like the biggie or the Basquiat, like iconography. And I was like, that works. But then other places, it's just like, this is not even your color scheme. I think the, the jazz that's, comes to mind. That's the key, the color scheme. It's like the trailblazers had new uniforms and they were yeah. brown. And it's like, that's not your colors, guys. Like the Red Sox, at least Brooklyn, it was with the black theme and like they're black and white. Yeah. So it's more thematically consistent. Whereas when you have a team do some ridiculous color, um, the Marlins did a cool one. They did a throwback jersey. It was like a, um, 
they did a, a really interesting one. And it was a different color scheme, but it was still a throwback to, yeah. it wasn't a Negro League team, but it was something like that. And that was like a cool concept to me, even though it was a different color scheme, but at least tied to the city more so. So some of these got a little over the top, but they can be fun. It's all about merchandising though. It's, you know, if they can sell it, they'll do it. So. I mean, the one thing that I need them to do, and I haven't seen it available, is it's Orioles related, but the uh, 67, like, cuckoo bird, the one that looks all brolic with the bat, that's the one I look, it's, it's like the muscular bird. Yeah. That's the one that I want on something, whether it be a hat, whether it be an Under Armour shirt, I'm going to need that in a size 2X. Thank you. You can find some good throwback stuff. It takes a little bit of, of exploring, but you can find it. But you've given me two sites to look up, so I'm going to be nerding out. Yeah, no, those are great for, like, general uniform nerding out. It's it's way overly detail-oriented, but it's fun. <laughs> I like to get into the weeds of it. You should listen to my movie podcast. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> overly detailed, but it's, you know, it's cool. I enjoy it. It's a, a so, little hobby. So we, we've added that to it. You, you yeah. have beer, coffee, food, Baltimore, and you're, you're, you're a sports kind of guy. You're, you're a background sports guy. Yeah, that's a little more. I think that that's the one that people don't expect as much. Like I, I get, I think that there's like friends of mine who are really into sports and view yeah. in that perspective more. But then there are a lot of people who don't realize I'm as into sports as I am. But it's like a very, I'm the least emotional sports fan ever. Like, I don't get worked up about stuff. Um, I'm a very, to a fault, maybe, analytical sportsman. So. See? See? Yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Had a background of sabermetrics or something, right? Yeah. I bet. <laughs> um, so, you're, you, you, you post on the food stuff or what have you. What, what comes to mind when you're, you don't have to say it as one particular meal, but as far as this year at this point, what, what was something that really just dropped your jaw, like the best like food item or items that you've had that just come up that this is remarkable. This is a, a good piece of something that I've had. So I'll talk specifically about this year. Um, sure. These aren't necessarily like favorite throughout Baltimore, but some things I really like a lot. Um, Petite Louis has a really nice outdoor area now. Um, everything Foreman Wolf, I think is phenomenal. I really love everything they do. And they have a really nice outdoor area. We went out there to dinner not too long ago and their duck is always great their cucumber salad i would never think cucumber salad should be this good it's amazing um i think that was one of my favorite meals of this year um true chesapeake does a lot of cool stuff i think that even though they're pretty limited on entrees some of their appetizers are awesome they just do really cool small plates um and their their oysters are great and not to stay on the oyster train here, but Dylan's also, I've really liked a lot. Um, I had one of the best soft shell crab sandwiches I've ever had from them. Like <laughs> I was, my mind was blowing how good it was. And I love, if you can get a soft shell crab sandwich, I feel like if I see it, I have to get it. And theirs <laughs> was phenomenal. Like it was one of the best, I don't know what it was about it. I think they had, I don't know, whatever they did, their own aioli or whatever, something special. And, and it was yeah. phenomenal. I loved it. I had that same vibe about the, I guess they colloquially call it the uh, Baltimore Club. From um, uh, Local Oyster? Um, I th- it's not oh, Local Oyster. Like thing? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, so this was, this used to be, uh, before, they, before they closed, um, 
what's the place in Midtown? Because uh, I know Food Market, I think, has a salmon version of it. Anything that's like a BLT that actually, or a club sandwich that actually has either crab on there yeah. or uh, shrimp salad or something like that, that's that that go-to. Um, City Cafe had a really good one. Okay, yeah, they did close recently, yeah. Yeah, and that, that was that was uh, that was my go-to. I feel like there's one other place that has it, and rumor has it that the sh- the, the chef that came up with it that was at City Cafe moved to this new location. So like the sandwich lives on just at a different venue now. So that's that's my go-to. Yeah. So if you like that, um, oh my god, I always forget. I always mispronounce the name. The Polary Smokery. It's in yeah, Belvedere Square. Yeah, they're a smoked salmon sandwich. I feel like that'd be up your alley. Okay, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. If you like that like combo of the fish and the smoked salmon with the bacon, it's it's great. It's you won't be disappointed. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm I'm gonna have to check that out. You you've sold a ticket. All right. The last question that I have, um, I'm gonna let you use your um advocate wings right here, right here. Uh for those who are on the fence about visiting Baltimore, and granted. We have some you know, things in the way right now, but just generally speaking, best case scenario, everybody's vaxxed, everyone's healthy. There's not a pandemic we're around. Um, sell, sell people are coming to Baltimore. Why should, they, why should they come to Baltimore? Why should they visit? So I think that Baltimore is a really great city. Um, I don't know. It's a fun city. It's a quirky city. It's a weird city, but it embraces its weird. And I think that it knows it's a weird city. And I think that it, it has a definite chip on its shoulder. I, I feel that way. I feel like I know that I'm always very defensive when people say something negative about Baltimore. And um, I'm always the first to defend it because I think that people have a lot of negativity about it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive here as much as possible. But I think a lot of it comes from a place of, of bigotry, honestly. Um, you know, I think that that's what a lot of the fear comes from of people saying, oh, I don't want to go into Baltimore. And a lot of that is coded language to mean something else. Yes. And yeah, and I think that that's very frustrating to me. And I think people are apprehensive. Um, and it's more than just the harbor. It's not like when people are like, oh, I want to come visit Baltimore and go to the harbor. I'm like, but there's so many other great neighborhoods. And I notice here compared to other cities, you know, I'll use the complete opposite city that also happens to be close in proximity. If you go to like DC, for example, it feels very, um, I don't want to say cold, but I don't feel that, you know, I feel like it's very based on what you do. I think Baltimore cares a lot about the people here and it's a very tight knit neighborhood city. And I think it's a very warm city and a city where, people really are friendly and really do care about the city to a fault. We have a, a lot of people have a unhealthy amount of civic pride. And I think you and I are probably included in that category. <laughs> and I just think it's, it's a fun city. There's a lot to do. Uh, I always have friends visit and I always love it. And I just think that it, it has a bad reputation because it has a bad reputation. Um, any city is going to have its problems and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not naive enough to say Baltimore doesn't because yeah. there are a lot of issues that date back hundreds of years that the city is still dealing with. And, you know, I could go off on that for hours, but, <laughs> you know, I think that, that there's just a lot of great stuff here. Um, and I think that there are, you know, there's great food, great museums, a lot of different cool neighborhoods that you can get such a different experience. Like the difference between going to, um, 
you know, uh, man, my mind went blank here. Going to Cafe Dearly On in Canton and eating there is yeah. completely different than going to like Hamden and walking around there or going to Mount Vernon or, you know, it's just, there's a lot of diversity or if you go up to like Mount Washington or, you know, I mean, there's just, there's, there's all these different places with different, different vibes and stuff that I think makes it a really interesting city. I completely agree. And I, I think in, in some ways there's an effort to, for, for people that are here, we, we know the lines, I think, of this is actually in Baltimore. Like some yeah. people think that Hamden is not, or <laughs> some people think that these different areas that we know are in the city footprint, oh, they're not. It's like they are. So if you're showing the city and if you're, you know, having people come, show show them the the, the range, show them around the city, not just like you, you said earlier, it's not just the harbor. It's not yeah. just, you know, even for some of the locals and not even the trendy spots. It's, yeah. you know, it, for every time you go to Station North, you should probably go to West Baltimore. You should probably check out all of these different areas to get a, I think, a holistic view of what the city is about, you know, and be mindful of what you're doing. Like you, you said earlier, I, you know, I'm not naive enough to say, oh, well, there's nothing wrong here. I yeah. think it's, let's normalize it. Like every, each one of these cities, when we have these conversations of um, the cities that have like culture, to have an identity attached to them, you start looking like, okay, how are these cities similar or what have you? And that's the thing that I look for. Like New Orleans, love New Orleans. New Orleans has his issues just like Baltimore, but it's not ramped up and discussed in the same way that Baltimore is in terms of the issues that plague it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to New Orleans in a few months. So, yeah. Which month? October, the beginning of October. Okay. I'm going to January. Okay. <laughs> I go for my birthday. I don't know, Tay. <laughs> so, so uh, let's let's wrap up. Um, where where can I anything that you want to plug? I'm going to switch up my plugs a little bit. Anything that you want to plug your your socials, anything in particular you want to plug? Feel free. Now's your time. I'm going to do a few things here. So you initially told me to make a list of my three things to check. Oh yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. My three favorite things in Baltimore for food. I may or may not have another three list. So. Um, <laughs> Water for chocolate, sweet potato polenta, I love. Water for chocolate's great. Um, I always love their stuff. I'm super excited because I think they're opening back up soon. They were only carry out. Um, everything from them is great. Have you ever been to Water for Chocolate? Um, I'm, I'm working on an interview with uh, Sean. <laughs> haven't been yet though, okay. but I'm working on an interview. Yeah, I live not far from it. Yeah, if you like Cajun food, like they're like, you'll like it, it's great. Um, it's like Cajun Jamaican influence, but then all kinds of other stuff. It's awesome. Uh, I tend to lean, this is not by design. I just realized that these all three things are vegetarian. Uh, I'm not vegetarian, but I am a at home vegetarian and I try and reduce meat consumption. So these, you know, you don't need meat to necessarily make a great dish. So sweet potato polenta, water for chocolate. Awesome. Eki Ben is another place that everybody loves. The chicken is what everybody likes. The tofu is actually better, though, I have to say. <laughs> Their tofu is amazing. I Especially the tofu bun. It's a little messy. So if you want more of a bun, like a sandwich, um, I love their tofu bun. But the tofu on rice is so good. It's honestly, like, one of my favorite things. If there's ever a situation where, like, my wife is doing something and I have dinner by myself and I'm like, ooh, I can do anything I want, 
usually Ekiban is what I want to do. <laughs> um, and then another one, they haven't had it recently, but like Clampton Duvan, it's on, uh, it's in Station North on Maryland Avenue. Yeah. Still aren't open. They're still doing carry out. I haven't seen it in a while, but their French lentils are one of my favorite things I've ever had. I don't understand how it's so good because it's like lentils and like pickled onions. Phenomenal. That's, yeah. those are great suggestions, actually. Yeah. So those are some good ones. I even made a coffee list. I don't know if you want to, you know. Oh, keep going. Keep, coffee, keep, keep going. Favorite coffee, sophomore. We already talked about. Chris is the best. We all yes. know this. Sophomore is great. Um, Cafe Dearly On, I mentioned. Their oat, what is it? Oat pecan chocolate cookie is one of my favorite things in the world. Same. Uh, I'm not a big sweets person, but that cookie is magic. And their tamago sandwich, which is the, or tamago sando, which is the egg one. Yeah. I first saw it. I was like, come on, like, this looks cool. And people are like stoked about it because it's going to look good in an Instagram picture. And I ate it and I was like, nope, it's actually that good. <laughs> um, I, I will say, uh, so my, my, my girlfriend, she doesn't like broccoli. And so that's, that's what I'm getting at. So we, we go there, I think it was on the 4th of July and I was like, Hey, let's go get um brunch or what have you. Cause I'm headed to go grill food. And I was like, I need to eat something before I grill. Cause then I'm just going to eat a bunch of meat and that's not going to be great. So I, I get the, um, the, the broccoli melt and I, it's, it's fire. And she gets the tamago and she's like, okay, this is actually really good. She's like this egg in the center for these Instagram pictures. This is literally what she said. Yeah. She's like a little, little overwhelming, but she was like, this is a really good sandwich. No, they do phenomenal stuff. They're all like culinary trained chefs too. Like they're not just like people who just came out of nowhere. Oh, wow. uh, they do awesome stuff. And then probably my favorite coffee to take home. I actually just opened a bag today. I love one coffee in general and they're mm -hmm. already um, which you can buy. I mean, their coffee there in the shop is great, but their already it's an Ethiopian coffee, and I love Ethiopian coffee. is one of the best coffees, I think, um, and I think they're great. So those are my three coffee shop recommendations. I, I go there on uh, Saturdays. I know you don't like the sweets, but that uh, Dalgona, Dalgona, it's there. It's a latte that they have, and it's like caramel, like sponge sugar. Oh, nice. It's delicious. I also know they do a horchata latte, and I actually have ordered it before, and they were out. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they were just trying to mess with me. That's that's me with bread pudding. Any place that has bread pudding, it's like, oh yeah, we just sold our last one. <laughs> or even even this. This was uh, last week. It was actually really funny. Um, I I like pie time, and uh, I go there, and when they whenever they have something that's new, because uh, the uh, the chef um, he's a mad scientist, and he had, uh, what was that? It's like peach cinnamon rolls. And I was like, okay, these are delicious. Yeah. So I go there and I see they had this new thing on there. I was like, got to get this. And they had these coffee cake buns. It's like, come on, guys, what are you doing? So it was a, a lady that was in front of my brother and I, and we went at breakfast because I kept talking about, man, we're going to get some quiche. Quiche is great. Let's get this quiche. There are two quiches <laughs> left the little mini ones and the ladies in front of us she bought uh maybe a hundred dollars worth of pie and including the last two quiches and me and the lady was behind me and my brother all three of us was like no what are we gonna eat it's like i'll just have coffee and leave that's how that's how it was yep sometimes just, it just you know yeah just a little late for the quiche um any other thing that you got that you before we um uh uh, a few other things here real quick. Please. 
So um, I just, you know, I didn't really get to talk about this. So just a little bit of a go back, but something that's really important to me and I urge all other people to do this, pay attention to what restaurants do. There are a lot of restaurants that do a lot of shitty stuff and it always breaks my heart when I see it. Um, I mean, there's a certain group in Harbor East that is notorious for their bigotry and just general treatment of humans <laughs> in general. Um, and there's also another restaurant I really love. I, I won't name names here and uh, had some pretty disgusting accusations against them and kind of sworn them off since and few breweries having a few issues. And um, I, I think that it's important that people just, you know, you don't need to be like me, but just do some preliminary research before you go to places. Don't just start going to a place because, you know, somebody said it was cool. Just put a little bit of thought into it. Um, because there are a lot of great places out there and a lot of good people who really do a lot of great work. And I think it's really important to support those people. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, underscore. There is an underscore in there. I wish it wasn't. Cosentino, that's a tough name to spell. That's C-O-S-E-N-T-I-N-O. -E you can't tell I've read that before. And... Um, the other thing, I feel a little uncomfortable saying this, please consult your healthcare professionals, but I would highly encourage you to uh, pursue getting a vaccine so we can get over this pandemic as soon as possible. I'm not a doctor and you shouldn't listen to me, but you should consult a healthcare person to, uh, you know, if you have questions and stuff, I know that they have most of the answers for you. So if you're hesitant, if you're worried, don't be scared. I'm vaccinated. I'm, I'm still alive. I haven't grown any third arms or anything. So I think that's a very important thing as well. Once again, uh, not really my expertise, but I, I still think it's important. Yes, absolutely. All well said. Um, definitely on those those last uh, two pieces. And, and thank you for taking that opportunity to plug, plug, plug away something that actually um, like matters outside of self promotion. It, it matters in the sense of you know as to far is the, the the greater good as far as just check into it, you know, check into this yeah. whole Vax thing. I, I'm Vax and I haven't grown, at least I think, I can't see what's behind me. I haven't grown a, an extra arm or anything. Yeah. And also, yeah, like, you know, I think here and just overall, know where you're investing your money, know who exactly. you're investing and, exactly. and um, being involved with, because, you know, once I find out about certain things, like one of the places that you mentioned, my last birthday dinner happened to be there before all of this goofy shit happened. And I was like, Oh, I, I wish I could unsushi myself. <laughs> you know, I had great sushi there and I was like, ah, I'd rather not have gone there. Cause it's just attached to this. Uh... Uh, I picked, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It kind of, um, I, I had a situation like that. I went to a place and posted a picture and somebody's like, did you hear what happened? And I was, I, I was so upset. I couldn't sleep for two days cause I was so upset about it. This is yeah. me, you know, embracing it a little too. I think I get a little too personally involved in it. But yeah, it's 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 just really disappointing when you see stuff like that because there's so many great places in the city and people who really care about others. And yeah, so, uh, so I'm 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 gonna wrap up there. Um, and I think that's a good place for us to wrap. But this has been great, actually. This is yeah, a thanks. good way to do my everybody project. out there explore Baltimore, enjoy the restaurants, and have fun in the city. So for Andrew Cosentino, I am Rob Lee saying that there's art, food, people writing about it, people talking about it, people taking pictures in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. Mm -hmm.